All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Daily Face Off Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top notch insight and analysis. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Yo, 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 it's the Daily Faceoff Show, and today is Thursday, March 3rd. You were streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL netminder, now Daily Faceoff analyst. Mike, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about some teams specifically today, some exciting hockey last night. Frank, how you feeling? You ready to roll? Uh, I'm ready to roll. 18 days to the deadline cannot come soon enough. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and let's dive in with the Toronto Maple Leafs, a full house at Scotiabank Arena. The first time that they've had fans in the building in a full capacity in quite a while. And they fall out of the gate with a thud. Five to one loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Some pointed words from coach Sheldon Keefe afterwards saying that their offense was abysmal and that they really didn't have anything going. One of their defensemen, Justin Hall, said, we seem to play down to teams that are below us in the standings. So my question to you, Mike, as it was a significant audition for Peter Morazic getting a second straight start, perhaps a chance to run with the crease for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is this a mid-season swoon or is this something bigger than that for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, I'm concerned about the Maple Leafs across the board, and it's not just the goaltending. But let me start off by saying at the beginning of the season, I rated Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek my 19th out of 32 tandem in the NHL. And I'll give you what I said at the time. I said Mrazek and, and Campbell are capable NHL goalies, but I don't know if either can win a Stanley Cup. Mrazek is erratic. And Campbell has never played number one minutes over the course of an 82-game season. Toronto chews up goaltenders. Well, we're seeing that. Campbell was fantastic to start the year. It's caught up to him. But the defense in front of him is what concerns me, Frank. Like, last night, Morgan Riley's on the ice for the first four goals against. And the first one goes in. It deflects off Riley. He has 
no desire to block a simple shot from the point. He just watches it go off his hip. Like you need more effort to your game than that. You need to tie up sticks. Blue coverage in front of the net twice, got cut, pu- caught puck watching on the fourth goal against. And I even flip back to that 10-7 game where the, the Leafs in general just are not taking sticks in middle ice and preventing tips and deflections. And it's causing the consistency of their goaltenders to drop because they don't know where to be on the ice. And for goalies that, especially in Mrazic's case, are not as technically sound as others in the NHL that fly by the seat of the pants, he plays with more instinct-based goaltending. That's a tough way to play because he doesn't know where these shots are coming from. I'm not sure the answer is for Toronto and net, but I know the answer is they've got to play better in front. They've got to take sticks and they have to be able to lock down defensively if they want to continue to challenge for a Stanley Cup. So Sheldon Keefe gave Jack Campbell a few days to get his head right. Do you go back to Jack Campbell now after Preeti Morazic didn't exactly bathe himself in glory, allowing five goals on 31 shots? Yeah, I go back to Campbell. He's been the better of the two goalies this year. They needed Morazic to play games. They also needed him to play well. Morazic's had one or two good starts this season. It hasn't been enough. Campbell's been the better goalie. You got to go back to him. Interesting. We got some insight from another team that's been in a bit of a funk for a much longer stretch than the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that would be the Washington Capitals, who have slid not only to the fourth spot in the Metro, but they're in a spot where they're inching closer, closer, closer down to the level of the Columbus Blue Jackets. They are 14, 14, and 5 since U.S. Thanksgiving, since November 30th. And their GM, Brian McClellan, spoke to the media on Wednesday afternoon, and he revealed some thoughts on their trade deadline plan, saying that he doesn't expect this team to be as aggressive as they might have been in years past. He does not envision dealing prospects. He did speak about the idea of talking and perusing the veteran goaltender market. And in addition to that, saying he thinks that he could uh, be in the market for a middle six forward, doesn't need any help on the blue line. They have the depth there. This is Caps GM Brian McClellan on their season. At the beginning of the year, I would say we're a legit contender. There's probably three, four teams that are at the next level, but we're not next level. We're at the high end of that next level of teams, and we need to improve. We need to get back to where we were. Their coach in Peter Laviolette has also had some pretty pointed remarks for his team over the last few days. Uh, When you look at this team, Mike, where are they heading? How do they snap out of the run that they've been on of late? Well, I think that McClellan really put the onus not just on the locker room, but on head coach Peter Laviolette, more or less saying, this is who you have. You have to make this work. And, And I think that Big picture here, the Capitals are going to be happy to have Mantha back in the lineup that's something of a, a you know, a self-ad heading towards the trade deadline, but you don't know where he'll be coming off an of injury. And it's encouraging that Vitek Vanacek is back in the crease for the Capitals. He's been the better of the two goaltenders. Yeah, they sniffed around on the market, but McClellan said, hey, there's only really one or two difference makers out there. And I don't think they were willing to make the play on that. They're basically stuck with Vanacek and Samsonov unless something else happens. That's why I take on it. I think that this really puts the pressure on Laviolette to come up with solutions. Maybe they add a player, but they've got to find an identity for their third line. They've got to play harder there. And the Caps just aren't willing to overpay. That's what it comes down to. They don't have the capital to do it. But I just don't really like how this would play in the room by your general manager saying, hey, we're just not good enough, so we're not going for it. Like when you filter things, that's kind of what it sounds like in the locker room because players don't like to listen to minutia, Frank. They like the sound bite. And that's kind of what it comes off as to me. 
but it, it's fair and honest, is it not? I mean, this has been a really mediocre team. Why should he? They haven't given him any reason to be aggressive at the deadline. I don't disagree with you one bit, but that's how those plays sometimes. It's like, wow, like, okay, I guess we really do have to be better because we're not getting any help here. So, you know, it's a shock to your system to hear it. You don't like hearing it, but it is what can kick you into gear sometimes to realize, like, we don't have any help coming, man. It's just what we have here. We've got to make it work. It shouldn't be a shock to the system because anyone that's been around that team for the last few months should know that they've been entirely mediocre. They're also not going to be getting any help from Carl Hagelin. He's on the shelf indefinitely after suffering an eye injury in practice. So all the best to Carl Hagelin on his eventual return to the Washington Capitals lineup. Mike, let's talk about the most disappointing team in hockey this year, and that is the New York Islanders. I don't think there's any question about that. You think back to our daily face-off predictions to start the year, a unanimous choice to win the Metropolitan Division, or certainly near unanimous choice. And that really says a lot because that division was wide open and up for grabs. I think a lot of people saw that potentially unfolding a lot of different ways. But I think I can speak for you when I say that I don't think any of us envision this season going as it has for the New York Islanders, a team that uh, has done a bit better job scoring goals of late, but still really struggles to put the puck in the net. And my question is, as we're 18 days away from the NHL's trade deadline, you could basically roll a magic eight ball and, and see what the answer is to predict what Lou Lamorello is going to do at the deadline. But can they do anything other then double down on the group that they have. That's the way I see it moving forward. They've got so many guys with term on their contract, 12 forwards, five defensemen, and two goalies already contracted to return for next season. Yes, they've got some cap space. Yes, they've got some draft picks, but this team certainly isn't going to be adding at the deadline. How does Lou Lamorello possibly reshuffle the deck, or does he just roll with what he has and double down for next season? Well, it's a great question whether Lou Lamorello decides to remake his team at the deadline or in the offseason. You know, there's probably still hope there that they're not out of playoffs, even though I don't think they have a prayer at it. You know, you have so many players that are tied up on these long term contracts and they're older players that to me would be harder to move as well. You know, there's only two players right now with Wallstrom and Dobson that are on entry level contracts with that team. That's not a lot. And how do you do this? OK, so like Barzell's a player to me that. I think he'd be better off served somewhere else. That's what I think. Is Lou Emerald going to move him? I don't see that. You know, I think you have to really target any of these players that you think could get you some value, but they're all underperforming right now, Frank. So like, I think the hands are tied in Long Island. I think what they have is pretty much what is going to run through the end of the season. I think any major retooling is going to have to take place in the offseason. But there are tra there are team players that I would consider moving. I'd consider moving Beauvillier, uh, even Nelson. But you know, there's a lot of trade protection in those contracts, so it's gonna be, it's not going to be an easy job for Lou Lamorello to get this team younger, faster, going into even next season, much less this one. All right, I got to ask you about two things that you said. One, you think that uh, Matthew Barzell would be a better fit elsewhere. Why? And two, the other part of that is if they are going to be running most of this same group back, was this year a one-off? Or do you have reason to believe that this team could be better next year? I'll answer the second one first. I think the team will be better next year. They won't have the crazy road schedule to begin with. I think that they, you know, as they fill in with some free agents that they'll have to pick up to replace others, I think they'll be better. I'm not sold on that. But Barzell, like, I just don't have that feeling that he's been maximized in Long Island. I think that if you put him with a couple of other players that have serious talent, serious speed, he would blossom even more than what we've seen. Not that I don't like 
his teammates and Lee and Nelson and Bovillier. I just think that you put him with another top end player in the National Hockey League and you could really see the best of Barzell. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone saw this playing out the way that it did that monstrous 13 game road trip to start the season, followed by getting absolutely crushed by COVID. So been a tough year for the New York Islanders. We'll see how Lou Lamorello and that team ends up responding. Wanted to bring in Chris Peters quickly to talk about a big story that happened in the hockey world today. Uh, the Russian Ice Hockey Federation announcing and his agent sharing with all 32 teams that Ivan Marashnichenko, one of the top prospects ahead of this year's 2022 NHL draft, has been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and is being treated in Germany. Chris, you had Marashnichenko at number three on your midseason rankings. How big of a blow is this? And, and uh, just give us some insight in terms of the player and the person. Yeah, I mean, this is devastating news. Obviously, it comes on the heels of, of Rodion Amarov's diagnosis of a brain tumor um, as well. So it's, it's really unfortunate to see yet another young Russian player amid everything else that's going on in the world uh, to, to have to deal with this. So, in terms of what Marashashenko is as a player, I mean, his game is predicated on speed, on power, on skill. Um, you know, he's he's wanted to try to follow the same path of Andrei Svechnikov as, uh, you know, basically trying to, you know, come to the USHL and and then go there and then maybe go to the OHL and then be on his way to the NHL draft. Well, that didn't work out because visa issues kept him from coming to the United States, and so he had to stay in in the KHL and he's in the Amengarn. Amengard Omsk system, they have said that they will pay all of the fees that that for that are tied to his uh, recovery and everything, which is great to hear. Um, he's under contract with them until the 2023-24 season. But this is a guy that a lot of teams had very highly for this draft. He's been very uh, prominent in their minds since he was the second leading scorer for Russia at the Youth Olympic Games a few years, second to Matt Vimichkov. Uh He captained the Holinka Gretzky Cup team to uh, the the championship this year, and then also was a, a huge part of their World Under-18 championship team at uh, in, in Dallas last year where they took the silver medal. So this is a guy that, that has such a bright future, but to see this diagnosis, it's very concerning for, for everybody. And, I, you know, I've talked to some NHL scouts already about you know, how do you handle something like this? And they're still trying to wrap their heads around it as well. Obviously, the concern right now is specifically – to the health and well-being of Ivan Marashashenko, who is expected to miss the rest of this season and possibly all of next season. You'll recall when Mario Lemieux w went through his Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis, he had to miss 18 months. And, you know, he was able to come back and be the same Mario Lemieux that we, we know and love. But this is a young guy that's just starting out in his career. He's going to miss a lot of development time. Uh, very big concern for scouts and certainly the, the primary concern right now is how Will he recover from this? And hopefully he will be able to get the best treatment possible because he is a fine young man and a very good hockey player. So, Chris, the at least the good news in terms of the diagnosis is that this is the most common form of Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they're telling him that it is curable. So in this case, you know, just a quick yes or no question. Do you believe Marashnashenko will still end up being drafted then? I do, yes. Okay. Well, there I do, you go. and I, I would um, also, yeah. 
Yeah, well, this is a fascinating story that we'll continue to keep an eye on. So many layers to this draft, not just uh, with Morosyshenko and his health, but also everyone keeping really close tabs on what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Um, you know, how does that impact Russian players that are in this year's NHL draft? Chris, thanks for jumping in on short notice to talk about a really important story in the hockey world. Let's bring in Jesse Granger now for another edition of the All 32. Pleased to welcome back to the Daily Faceoff show, Jesse Granger, who covers the Vegas Golden Knights for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Jesse Granger underscore. Jesse, great to have you back. Wanted to talk about where the Vegas Golden Knights have been in the last couple weeks. Two, four, and one in their last seven games. What are you seeing from the team on the ice as they've slid a little bit down the standings in the Pacific Division? Yeah, they've struggled for sure. Uh, this is probably their their worst stretch of the season, um, other than that early, early stretch when everyone was injured. But um, I think, to me, what I've been seeing is a team that is st- is very talented. Like, even without Mark Stone and Max Patch ready in the lineup, they still have a ton of talent. Obviously, Jack Eichel's out there, the misfit line with Carlson, Marshall, and Smith. But they're just not as cohesive. And and they're playing against some teams. Like, you, you match up against Calgary or Colorado, and, the, and those two teams are just as talented as you, but they've been running the same lines all season long. They've been building chemistry. The the team cohesion is so much better than it is here in Vegas. So I think you see a team that's playing catch up. They're trying to build that chemistry. They're trying to get to know where each other are on the ice at all times to where they're not thinking about the system and they can just kind of play uh, with their minds free. And I think you're, you're, you're kind of seeing that uh, some team, even LA, like an LA team that maybe not is quite as talented as Vegas, but they are playing really cohesive hockey right now. And the golden Knights, they they've they're like I said, they're behind the eight ball in that aspect because of injuries, because of trades. Um, I think it's, it's partially their own doing when, when you make a bunch of trades like this and you bring in an injured player like Jack Eichel, you're asking for that. But I also think they've had some bad luck with injuries that have put them in this position the good news for them is they've still got a little under 30 games to, to get it going, but um, they find themselves in a playoff race that's a lot closer than they probably expected they'd be in. Let's stick on Jack Eichel. I mean, obviously the big acquisition this season early on coming back from injury. Uh, you talk about chemistry and trying to find your place within a team. That seems to be the case for him right now. He hasn't had a consistent line mate so far. He hadn't patched ready for a while. He's had Dodonov. He's had Stevenson. Different units on the power play as well. So how has he fit in with the roster of the Vegas Golden Knights? And presuming that Pacioretty and Stone are back in the future, how do you see that evolving as the season plays out? Yeah, you you're, you nailed it in terms of he's been having to deal with different line mates each time. And and not only that, but he's got Chandler Stevenson, who hadn't played wing in Vegas at all in two years here. Um, and he's playing on the wing for the first time. So that's an adjustment. Um, Evgeny Dodonov, I, I actually asked Pete DeBoer how he thought those three had been playing yesterday. And and Pete basically said they make good plays individually. They're, they're all three very good at creating space for themselves, buying time opening up room for the other two, they just don't seem to be a cohesive unit, which is kind of what I was saying with this team in general. Um, We've seen a lot out of Ike. 
of the brilliance. Um, he's so good at hanging onto the puck and, and not just that, but his confidence in hanging onto the puck allows him to not make that panic pass. He holds onto it for an extra second. He delays, he finds that guy in the neutral zone. Stevenson has been that guy most of these times. Obviously he's a really fast skater and, and Eichel has been able to find him with speed through the neutral zone. It's already created a couple goals, but yeah, I think, I, and and when he if if Eichel ends up playing with Stone and Pacioretty, I mean that's a totally different makeup. Um, obviously Stone and Pacioretty are much better players than Stevenson and Dodonov, but they're not the skaters that they are. So it's going to be you got two kind of and then Patch and Stone are both really big, strong guys, and you've got Jack Eichel, who's obviously skates like the wind. And between them, I think that line has the potential to be really good. But the thing is. If, if if Pacioretty and Stone are both healthy, you're probably not going to be able to put fit them into this lineup unless they make a move to clear the salary cap. So what worries me is if Mark Stone and Jack Eichel are wearing a Golden Knights jersey for the first time ever in a playoff game, um, I just man, that's it's putting those guys. They're so talented, and if there's anyone that can that can come up with chemistry instantly and just find it, it's probably those two. But man, it's it's asking a lot, especially. It's a team that's, like I said, is is a, a lot further ahead of you in that in terms of that. All right, Jesse, I wanted you to step into the doctor's office here, Dr. Frank Saravalli, MD, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about Robin Leonard and his situation. Obviously, some uh, fun at my expense uh, Tuesday night after the game and his press conference. Uh, I stand by my reporting. This is a torn labrum for Robin Leonard, and it's something that I reported he needs surgery. I didn't say he had surgery, so I don't know if he got lost in terms of the reading comprehension there. Um He's obviously trying to play through it. My question to you is, what is the level of concern that you've heard from the Vegas Golden Knights about their goaltending situation? Yeah, Frank, I, I know what it's like to get dunked on by Leonard in a press conference with a joke, so I, <laughs> I'm right there with you. But uh, it, it was he was he was kind of laughing about it. But it's it's a very, obviously a very serious situation. Um, the Golden Knights. This, this team, this front office has shown they do not sit on their hands. If there's a concern, I mean, you saw it two years ago with Marc-Andre Fleury, and he wasn't even injured. He just had a couple bad months, and they went out and acquired Robin Leonard to to make sure that they were solid at that position. And it's I think the goaltending situation, it hasn't been bad. I think Leonard's been good enough. He's He hasn't had great defense in front of him. He's been good enough. But... He's putting up the worst save percentage he's had in eight years. And and the last time he had a save percentage this low was on a really bad Ottawa Senators team. So you couple that with the fact that he's been injured multiple times this year. He's missed several games for multiple different injuries. And like you said, that that shoulder is clearly bothering him, whether Leonard wants to argue the semantics, how injured it is, if if he's going to have the surgery later, the, there's no question that he is injured. It's 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 bothering him. It kept him out for a while here before coming back. And I think I think this next stretch of games for Robin Leonard is very very important. I think George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon are going to be watching his performance, and I think how he plays is going to determine what they do at this deadline. I think if Leonard wasn't injured and he was playing well right now. To see panic and see a, a move by the front office to acquire a goalie, but because he's playing with that injury, if if he has a rough couple weeks and and they're wondering, man, can he be good enough at in, at his current health? Um, maybe the Golden Knights do go out and and, and trade for a goalie. Um, but like I said, I think I think clearly he's going to play through this. You you mentioned he can have the surgery later. He can try to play through it. He's clearly going to do that. It's going to be dependent on how well he can play through it. And especially these next couple of weeks leading up to the deadline, because the Golden Knights are going to have to make a decision.
Yeah, they are. Never a dull moment covering the Vegas Golden Knights. Thank you to Jesse Granger. As I mentioned, you can follow him on Twitter at Jesse Granger underscore. This has been another edition of the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo codes at the bottom of your screen there. DFODD if you're in Canada, DFODDUS if you're in the United States. That gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. All right, Mike, it's time for our daily face-off show. Inbox question of the day, hashtag AskDFO. Hit us up on Twitter. We'd be happy to answer your questions. And this one, let's play a little game of fill in the blank. We just had Jesse Granger on to talk about the Golden Knights. So the Vegas Golden Knights will finish in blank place in the Pacific Division. I think by the time it all shakes out, they will finish in second place in the Pacific. Calgary retains the top spot. My question is really who goes below them, whether it's L.A. or Edmonton. Those are the two, I think, that are going to be in the mix. I would expect Vegas second. They will not win the division. They could potentially fall to third, but I'll stick with second. How about you, Frank? Yeah, I'm going to say third. Don't sleep on the LA Kings. I think they're a team that has a lot more to give. I think that their underlying numbers have been pretty impressive. I think they're a team that has continued to find cohesion. Philip Deneau has been a fantastic addition. They've been a little bit banged up at times on the back end. Uh, Some of their young players are assimilating and getting more confidence. I think they're a team that's just going to continue to grow over these last 30 games. And yes, it'd be easy to put the Golden Knights in the second spot. Uh, You think that they get some of their health concerns alleviated and and that they're going to be right back to where they were. It's just been an up and down season. It's been a real roller coaster ride for the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Let's bring in Tyler Yemchuk for today's daily face-off, daily bet segment. Tyler, what did you do last night? I mean, Mitch Marner gets an assist like a couple of minutes into that game and then the Leafs offense totally dries up. And then you had Nashville blowing a lead to Seattle and then coming back, but still losing. It was a mess of a night. I'm starting to get some hate online as well. So I'm feeling the pressure, Frank. I got to get going. So I got three plays tonight, courtesy of our friends over at PointsBet. And I am starting with a strategy that has worked well for me recently. You take two favorites, you parlay them in regulation. I'm going Calgary and Colorado tonight. For the Flames, they've been one of the best teams in the NHL over the last sort of six weeks here. And I get that the Habs had a nice little bump under under Marty St. Louis there, but they gave up a total of eight goals against Winnipeg. I don't think they're going to be able to stop this Flames offense either. So I like Calgary to win in regulation there. And then I'm taking the Avs to beat the Coyotes in regulation. Colorado on a four-game winning streak, eight and two in their last 10 games as well. The Coyotes on this current homestand, they've lost four of the six games. Lost them all in regulation as well. So I like Colorado and Calgary parlayed in regulation at about plus 110. I'm also throwing a unit on the Edmonton Oilers to cover the puck line against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's paying a very juicy plus 170. This line has actually been shifting towards Chicago throughout the day. Last time Edmonton played Chicago, the Blackhawks won and the Oilers fired their coach the next day. But how about this for some numbers since the Oilers made their coaching change? Under Dave Tippett, they were 23rd in five on five shots against per 60 and 27th in five on five goals against per 60. They're now seventh and fourth in the NHL in those two numbers. They're looking much better defensively. 
All we need here, I'm making sure Miko Koskinen is starting, and then I'm rolling with the Oilers on the puck line at plus 170. And to wrap things up, my player prop, going back to that Calgary-Montreal matchup, I like Matt Kachuk to pick up an assist in this hockey game. It's paying minus 110. That's a pretty good number considering he's hit it in seven of his last 10 and has a total of nine assists in that span as well. I'm also going to toss just a little half unit on him to go over a point and a half. He's done it in back-to-back games now. This Flames offense, like I said, they're rolling. They beat up on Minnesota in back-to-back games. I think they can beat up on the Habs, and I like Kachuk to be a big part of it with an assist and over one and a half points. So there we go. Actually, live. there's a total of four plays on this slate for me. Frank, looking to win back a little bit of money. I like it. Uh, rare Edmonton Oilers play for you, and Miko Koskinen has been on fire of late. That brings us to Garbage Time with Mike McKenna. Mike, what's caught your attention from around the hockey world? We had a goalie goal last night. Lucas Dostal of the San Diego Gulls fires one right down Broadway. And not just a goal. The guys saved 50 shots the same night. Like, this is a lifer game for a goaltender. Doesn't matter what your play level you're playing at. Dostal will never forget this. People in the building will never forget this. People in hockey won't, man. Like, I scored when I was 17, when I was playing junior hockey, I just turned it. It was the best moment of my life at that point. Like, this is the coolest thing. And I love it. It's just like Brodeur's goal from years ago. Stop it behind the net, turn out, shoot it down the ice. It's the same way I was able to score mine. It's so rare. Uh, it's just a cool moment, Frank. And, and every time it happens, the goalie union comes together and the texts fly. And we all say, did you see that? And you know why? Because every goalie dreams of it someday. And it's just so rare. Yeah, you love to see it. And especially, as you said, on a night where he made 50 saves, like put that one up on the wall. That uh, That is certainly an incredible night for Lucas Dostal for the San Diego Gulls. Mike, well done by you and the goalie union keeping an eye on that. We had that clip on dailyfaceoff.com earlier. That's all the time that we have for today's show. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis from around the hockey world, not just the NHL. You see the Dostal goal. You could have seen that early this morning and caught up on your highlights on Daily Faceoff. We'll be back right here tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details all right hockey fans listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season it's called the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge and let me tell you it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience now here's the deal every playoff game day you're going to be faced with four questions it's like your own personal playoff puzzle and here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way first up you got to pick the winning team that sounds simple right but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.